Hello everyone, this is Bola. I'm the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. I hope you and your families are all well in the season and I am excited to be back with another podcast episode today. So today's episode is a debt payoff interview that I had recorded a few weeks before this global pandemic hit and all the craziness that came with it started to happen. Since then, so many people have experienced layoffs or reduction in income, and for those people who are secure in their jobs, this season has caused them to really take a good hard look at their finances. And what I'm seeing now in this season, with all of the uncertainty that's going on, is that so many people are fired up to get their finances in order and pay off their debt when things start to settle down. And so this episode is going to inspire you to make a plan if you currently have debt that you need to tackle. And so my guest today is Mary Wheeler. Mary is a financial coach and the founder of Abundant Wealth Solutions. Growing up and not knowing much about money, Mary attended college on a full ride via Sally Mae, accumulating over $27,000 of student loan debt and also $3,000 in credit card debt. After being fed up, she created a plan to pay back all of that money, $30,000 in debt, and she did that in just 96 days. So 96 days later, she was debt-free, and Mary breaks down exactly what she did, how she had to adjust her mindset, how she had to get her head in the game in order to you know, work super hard to accomplish paying off her debt. You hear all of that, and her goal now is to inspire other people to take action conquer their student loan debt, and begin living their financial lives in true abundance. She's been featured in Diversity Magazine for Women, and she has made several guest appearances on well-known finance podcast shows, including now, this one. And she's also the host of her own podcast called No Debt, No Problem. So on this episode, we went over what the catalyst was that caused Mary to want to get out of debt and not just get out of debt, but do it as quickly as she possibly could. We talked about how she stayed motivated, how she adjusted her mindset and the days that she just wanted to go out and spend money. We talked about what she's doing to make sure her debt freedom is permanent. And she shared a ton of really good tips and inspiration for all of you out there who are listening and working on paying off your debt or putting your plans in place to start paying off your debt when things get back to normal. So before we get into the episode, if you haven't stopped by Clever Girl Finance in a while, stop by. All 30 plus of our finance and business courses are free in this season and we would love to have you join our community. It has been such a great time welcoming so many new women into the community and just watching them create their goals and even start to make progress despite the season. We've also created a dedicated COVID-19 section on the blog where we're adding updates and motivation and tips as it relates to life and finances to help you get through the season. So please stop by and share those articles with anyone you feel that might need them. And finally, I would love for you to head on over to wherever you listen to your podcast episodes and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're loving what you listen to, please head on over to iTunes and leave a review so that other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. So now let's talk to Mary. Hi, Mary. Hi, Bola. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for taking the time out to join us on the Clever Girls Know podcast today. Yeah, I'm super excited. So thank you for inviting me over. 
Yeah, so we're going to be talking about your incredible debt payoff story, which was um, which is how you paid off thirty thousand dollars of debt in just ninety six days. And I know that a lot of people clicked on this episode and they're like, "Wait, wait a minute, how did she?" to do that how is that even possible and even when you told me that I was like wait a minute how did you do that and so I want you to <laughs> on this episode break it down for us exactly how you um did that and just to kind of like level the playing field here there was no like lottery winnings or like inheritance or like somebody just handed you thirty thousand dollars that wasn't the case because I know people are just going to assume that so let's just take that off the table (laughs) but um (laughs) right but I would love for you to before we kind of get into the details for you to introduce yourself and tell everybody who you are and what you do Yeah, so my name is Mary Wheeler, and I am a financial coach for Abundant Wealth Solutions. And essentially, I help individuals pay off debt, whether that's student loan debt, credit card debt, whatever the debt looks like, um, and by creating a unique plan for their situation. So, Mary, you had um, $30,000 in debt. And just to put context around it, where are you located? I am in Houston, Texas. Okay. So you're in living in a city. You have this 30 grand of debt. And I'd love for you to share what was this debt? What made up that $30,000? Yeah. Well, the bulk of my debt was uh, student loan debt. Um, I know that everybody can relate to that in some way, shape, or form. Um, but $27,000 of that was student loan debt. And 3000 was broken up into a 401k loan uh, and some credit cards. So uh, that was pretty much the overall gist of what the debt looked like. And how long had you had this balance? So obviously student loans came from college, but you know, how far, how far ago was that? And then um, in terms of your 401k loan, et cetera, how long were you, had you kept the balance before you were like, okay, you know what? I, I'm done. I'm ready to pay this off. Yeah, I kept my student loans uh, for eight years. So I graduated in 08 and it wasn't until 16 that I was like, oh, wait a minute, this is still $27,000. Like (laughs) it hasn't moved at all. Now, granted, I was dodging a few payments and, you know, dodging phone calls from Sally Mae and doing that whole shebang. But uh, 2016 was really uh, enlightened for me to see that I still owe the same amount that I left with eight years ago. Wow. The credit cards were just kind of like an ongoing thing. You know, I would kind of, um, of course, you know, when using credit cards at that time, I would spend money that I didn't have buying Mm -hmm. designer jeans and, um, (laughs) we talked about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I was a designer jean junkie and, um, uh, just getting other random things, most, mostly uh, just clothing items I would use the credit cards for. And then my 401k loan was probably um, uh, about, I had it for probably about two years and it was maybe like a thousand or so left on that. What you did is so amazing. And a lot of people have student loans and like you, they are several years out of college and they look at their loans and they realize, oh my God, 
nothing has changed. This has barely moved. And that's really because of how the interest is compounding on the debt. And it's, you know, you're paying interest payments and not necessarily putting much towards your principal by design of the structure of the student loan, right? And so um, I'm sure there are many people who can relate to you in terms of coming out of college several years later, still having the same amount of debt, taking on credit card debt, even 401k loan, et cetera. And so you are in this space where you have this $30,000 of debt. You're looking at your balance. What was the reason that caused you to be like, you know what, I need to pay this off? What was that turning point? What was that moment? What was that, I guess, that window where you were like, okay, I am done. I want to make change. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like when a woman's fed up, you know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Literally, that's how it happened. Like, I got the bill in the mail, which was, I mean, I would always get the bill, but, you know, sometimes I wouldn't open it or just open and look, you know, just kind of passively at it, but not really um, dissect the bill and be serious about it. Um, But, you know, I got this bill in the mail and I was like, I saw that balance still 27,000. I was like, okay wait a minute, let's, let's, this is too much. Cause, um, fortunately I didn't have an income issue, um, at the time I just had to, um, be more strategic about my spending, uh, my, you know, output, uh, versus input. And, um, I, I really just hunkered down on it and I got upset at myself that it was eight years later and everything was still the same and have it hasn't moved. So at that point, I just created a plan for not only my student loan debt, but all of my debt. And, you know, I was really determined to uh, become debt free and to, you know, uh, 360 my life and turned it into a different um, direction. So I would say getting that bill in the mail and actually looking at it was a pivotal point uh, for me. Mm -hmm. And I love how you touch on the emotion. You said you got angry at yourself. Um, And the reason why I bring bring that up is because in many instances, and even with myself in things I want to accomplish, I find that if you are able to channel your emotion the right way, as opposed to allowing that anger or that resentment or that disappointment or whatever that emotion you're feeling is, as opposed to allowing that emotion to keep you stuck where you're just angry at yourself um, and you don't allow yourself to make progress, you can channel that energy into being angry at the root cause of the problem, which was your debt, and use that as almost more, almost a way to accelerate you be, being able to um, achieve your goals. And I find that a lot of times when I interact with women who have, even on this podcast, who have done amazing things, there was always, there's always an emotion that as opposed to allowing it to keep them stuck, they take advantage of it in one way or the other to help them move faster or help them accelerate achieving their goal. And so I I think that, you know, you highlighting that emotion, because a lot of people look at their debt and they're like, you know what, I'm so angry at myself. I'm so angry at myself. But you can actually take that anger and channel it into action, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, all great things begin with pain. And uh, as the the saying goes, but, you know, it's kind of, like, what is this pain inspiring me to do? Like, what is this anger or whatever, whatever this emotion is? Like, I feel it. Okay, now what? Now what am I going to actually do about it? Like, I'm inspired to take action and, you know, and take that next step and, and 
not let this feeling of emotion be in, in vain and let it work in my favor. And I think um, that was uh, an example of utilizing that emotion to um, 360 my life and transition into a completely different direction. Because at the time, I didn't even know anyone that had paid off their student loan debt. Um, because uh, the the notion was, you know, student loan debt is, you know, it's like uh, something you just have forever and, you, you know, pay 20 bucks a month on it. And, you know, it, it's just it's just something that you have. Um, and I just had to kind of reset uh, mentally and emotionally to say uh, and create a new version of what normal looks like for me. So let's get into the real tea, which is <laughs> how you paid off that 30K in 96 days. And 96 days is, depending on the months you're looking at, that's 13 weeks, <laughs> right? That's three months and one week. Girl, that's crazy. Yeah. How did you do it? You know, I was surprised myself um, because initially it was a two-year plan. Um, you know, that day uh, when I wrote out the plan, um, of course, I, I drew it out like some some boxes for each month, like how much I was going to put towards um, the debt. And it was a two year plan. And one thing about uh, visualization and manifestation, um, if you can see it in your mind, you can have it in your hand. And I didn't really fully understand that concept but uh what i was doing was creating this energy um not only within myself but within the universe um so hopefully this doesn't sound too strange um so i got to work on um, knocking this debt out so uh, i created a budget and i started to redirect those funds and um, put it towards my debt so i used the snowball approach and I took my smallest debt first, which uh, was my credit cards. And I just knocked those out um, because the balances were like $500, $1,000 and things like that. So I just knocked those out. And then I started getting momentum. You know, I started getting excited. I had um, an accountability partner that I would check in with uh, just to kind of help keep me motivated, keep me on track. And then somebody to kind of celebrate my successes with. Um and then um, it was about, um, yeah, about 30 days. It was actually my 30th birthday. Um, I was into this plan and I got an opportunity to do overtime at work. And I had to work 12 to 14 hour days. I was only taking one off day every 14 days. So I was getting in the trenches. Uh, I was definitely very zombie-like. I was surviving off of like Pedialyte, trying to get electrolytes from everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew at the forefront of my mind, like why I was doing this. And I think it's very important to identify your why so that you can remain focused. And I would always log into that student loan portal and just look at my balance going down, down. I was like, oh, okay. This is really happening. Okay, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And it just it just kept going down, down. And I did that. Uh, I did overtime probably for like 60 something days straight. Um, and wow. I, I knocked it out. So. so Mary, do you mind sharing 
or giving us a ballpark of what your income was just to help people who are listening put it into perspective? Yeah, so my income that year was 95000 okay. Um So I took before, that... Before taxes. Before taxes, yeah. Um, and I took 20000 of that um, and put it on that debt. And I also used some savings that I had, uh, 10000 of savings that I had saved up and put it towards that debt as well. So the $20,000 came from like the the extra work you were doing. So this 90... This $90,000 that you earned that year was as a result of all the extra overtime that you put in, you know, and not doing, not just during that window of paying off debt, but like throughout the year. And um, in addition to the $10,000 you had already had in savings. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I definitely um, just utilize that money to, to, to pay off my debt so that all that extra money went towards doing that. And, you know, uh, it's kind of hard to to do something like this without making sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Sacrifice was definitely a big part of this because there was no, I mean, I didn't have any energy to do anything else. So um, <laughs> the, the next day I had to do it all over again. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I definitely have to um, give a notion to sacrifice and how it plays a role in all of this. So I'm going to rewind Selecta. Just to kind of <laughs> bring my thoughts in on this, right? Mm-hmm. So the first thing you did was you set the intention and then you channeled that emotion. You were going to pay off this debt. You were sick of having that 30K. You were mad at it and it was time to go. The second thing you did after setting that intention was that you you laid out your plan. You wrote down, okay, I'm going to pay this off in two years. Here's my plan. And you started to look at this and manifest on it, right? And that's really interesting because I'm a huge fan of visualization and manif- manifestation. Um, to me, I look at that as faith, right? That's faith in what God can do for me. And everybody has a different perspective of how they think of manifestation or visualization. That's just mine. And I actually had lunch with mine um, not too long ago. And he was telling me that he had gone to, he's into like um, psychology and things like that. He had um, gone to a session where they talked about people who spend five minutes a day, just looking at their vision boards or looking at their goals, like physically looking at what they want to accomplish on the paper, on the computer, on the phone, wherever they have it on the board. They're about, I think he was 20 or 30% more likely to actually accomplish, 20 or 30% more likely to actually accomplish those goals, to achieve those goals than people who just write them down and review them every now and then, or, you know, think about them every now and then. Because what happens is that when you see your goals in front of you every single day, they're top of mind and you're resetting your brain every morning, right? And you're saying, okay, there's all these distractions in the world. There's all these reasons and all these things and all these people who are telling me I cannot do this, but I'm going to focus on this for five minutes and I'm going to reset my brain. So I put it on top of my mind that I know what I'm going to accomplish. And then you went about increasing your income. And I don't want to minimize that because when you say $90,000, right? People can assume, well, yeah, she was making almost six figures. You know, that's why she was able to pay off that money. But the reason you made that $90,000 was because you set the intention to increase your income. And you increased your income in order to pay off that debt by working 12 to 14 hour days and only taking a break every two weeks. Don't, if you're listening to this, don't overlook it because Mary, you said sacrifice. And let me tell you, working 12 to 14 hour, 14 hour days 
for two weeks straight and then taking only one day off, you haven't even fully recovered by the time you get back into the next 13 day shift of working nonstop. (laughs) And (laughs) that hurts. You're tired. I've been there. You're tired. You're exhausted. I remember when, um, and I said, I, I think I've talked about this on the podcast a long time ago. When I first got a job in New York City, we were living in Philadelphia and I got a really good job offer and I didn't want to um, let the offer go. So I would commute from Philadelphia to New York every day, work all day and commute back home. And it hurt. And I did it for six months. It was so painful. So I can imagine how you felt um, doing this. Yeah. And so if you're listening to Mary's story, like in order to succeed, you're going to have to get out of your comfort zone. And um, Mary, you should be proud of yourself because you put your head down to the ground for those three months, for those 13 weeks, and you came out on the other side so quickly, even though you had only you had expected to do this in two years. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, just going back to, you know, kind of what you talked about with the manifestation, like I'm really heavy into yoga and, you know, doing uh Uh, meditation and things like that and it works so if you never tried it you listen to this podcast you've never tried I would just offer you just try it for two weeks try it for 30 days and just see how uh your life transforms so whatever whatever goal you put in place if it's a financial goal or if it's something spiritual that you're working towards I mean the universe is always working in our favor you know we just have to ask and then get to work and and don't worry about anything else because the opportunities will present themselves. You know, just like I had that two-year plan. Um, I thought it was going to take two years, but the universe <laughs> moved in my favor. And I didn't, I, thankfully, I didn't have to uh, do anything outside of the work that I was already doing. I just had to work more at the same thing that I was already doing. So Mary, I'm going to ask you a question, right? And um, the reason why I'm going to ask you this question is because a lot of people listening, a lot of women listen to this, ask themselves this same question, and it kind of stands between them being able to accomplish their goals or not. And so the question is, what made you think that you were capable of doing this? Wow, that's a great question. Um, Because I, I... I knew I could. I mean, I didn't think that I couldn't. Um, I I think it was a matter of me trusting and having faith in myself. I mean, because I've done other great things in my life. Um, You know, why not just add to the portfolio and, (laughs) and, 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 and win financially? Uh, with these things because I think we're all capable of doing great things we've all done great things within our past you know whether that's completed a four-year degree like that is something huge you know it's not it's not easy to to complete a four-year degree Um, you know but whatever your milestone is you know just you only need a uh, small faith, you know, faith of a mustard seed to to make great things happen. Mm-hmm. So I had to definitely just trust myself, believe in myself and utilize my talent and my knowledge that I had to prepare myself for it. I love that. And, you know, that also showcases that you were not about the excuses, because one of the first things you said at the beginning of this episode was that that you had never seen 
asking anybody who had paid off their loans. And a lot of people use that for their as their excuse as to why they can't do something. Well, everybody in my family has this amount of debt. Nobody in my family has ever lived in that neighborhood or made that much money or accomplished that. And then it becomes that, well, because of what's happened in my family, because of what's happened in my past or in my generations, this is the reason why I will not be successful. It becomes a subconscious thing that they tell themselves or that they even allow other people to tell them, well, girl, you know, no one in your family has ever done that. Well, listen, who do you think you are to be able to do that? Nobody has done that. Do you think you're Oprah? Do you think you're so-and-so? Like that happens every day. And I talk to a lot of women who say, nobody believes in me. Nobody believes I can do this, but you have to believe in yourself. And I love what you said about we've all done great things. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of times as women, we minimize our greatness. We minimize the incredible things that we've accomplished because we don't think they're big enough, right? But if you were to pause and take a step back and just look at all the things that you have accomplished, they add up to all kinds of greatness, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's so important for you to recognize. So I love that you chose to believe in yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So Mary, you're not in this space where you have paid off your debt. You're helping other people. Um, what steps are you taking to ensure that your debt freedom is permanent? Yeah, so one of the things that I'm doing is I'm doing some different, definitely different types of um, stock portfolio investments as well as looking to some real estate. So just trying to diversify as much as possible. And how are you keeping yourself motivated? And focus on, because there's life after debt, right? There's all these yes. other things that you have to accomplish. Debt, paying off your debt and the debt itself is not the end all be all. You know, there's life after it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think uh, consumption and uh, being mindful of what I'm feeding myself. So just staying uh, present and up to speed and connected uh, with financials, whether that's reading a book or maybe listening to a podcast or maybe going to a seminar, talking to a friend, just doing uh, the small little things. And it doesn't have to be anything grand, uh, but just kind of just something to steady the pace and to stay motivated. Mm-hmm. And I'd love for you to share for anyone who's listening to this, who's in that space where they're trying to pay off debt, right? Some people have less debt than you did. Some people have a lot more debt than you did, but you know, it's about getting started. And I'd love for you to share your tips, your words of advice for anyone who's in that space where they are angry at their debt, but they, they just don't know where to get started. Yeah. Um, I think first, um, it, just to forgive the way that if you don't have financial knowledge, I mean, for me personally, I didn't grow up in an environment where, you know, my parents knew a lot financially. Um, so that information wasn't cascaded out to me. It wasn't until I was in my late twenties, um, almost turning 30 that I realized what I was supposed to be doing financially um, because I was exposing myself to uh, different types of content, um, podcasts and things like that, books. Um, But at the end of the day, um, if I could give you like my most important tips or my most important advice is to, um, I would say, give yourself a chance, trust yourself, know that you have all the tools and to read the resources to get right start to get started right now and to start just where you are. Mm-hmm. So um, no matter what that is, if 
if that's working the job that you have and and working more hours at that that job, then do that. If that's creating a side hustle, maybe braiding some hair on the side, uh, then definitely do that. But just get started, I would would say. And it doesn't matter how much you owe. The process is the same. So whether you owe a small amount or a large amount, um, just be mindful of these two words, uh, self-discipline. And if you redefine the way you think about self-discipline, you will be able to to study the course. You know, self-discipline goes between every goal. You have to have self-discipline. It's like a universal thing. So if I want to lose weight, I have to be disciplined not to go to the buffet or to eat eat the cake. Um, you know, or if, if I want to be healthy, you know, I got to remember to take that daily walk and do those th- uh, other things. If I want to be financially savvy, you know, I know I know I need a budget. You know, there are so many different apps and tools that are out there to help you. And if you need an accountability or par- partner, recruit, recruit one. You know, if you don't have that person that you know, um, definitely reach out and get a professional in your local area. Or, I mean, nowadays we can do everything virtually. So, um, whatever the case may be, but I would say in short, just to get started, trust yourself and have fun with it. I love that. And I have to ask you, cause I ask everybody, what is your clever girl superpower? <laughs> oh, my clever girl superpower. Hmm. I would say, my superpower more recently is my intuition. Um, I've been lately um, leaning more into, like I said, I'm, I'm heavy into yoga and I'm realizing how to utilize it. Like it's one thing to have intuition, but to learn how to utilize it and make it work in your favor, um, I would say intuition. And I will have access to that. And finally, Mary, this has been awesome. I appreciate your time. And I would love for you to tell everyone how they can keep up with you um, to learn more. Yeah, so you can keep up with me. I have a podcast. It's called No Debt, No Problem. K-N-O-W, Debt, N-O Problem. It's available everywhere. Um, and you can find me on my website, AbundantWealthSolutions.com, uh, to learn more about my coaching services and if you want to follow me on social media, um, at Abundant Wealth Solutions, then I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Awesome. And I'll be sure to link those in the show notes as well. So, Mary, thank you so much for sharing. Um, congratulations on this big, massive accomplishment. And I can't wait to see what you do in the future. Awesome. Thank you, Bola. Thank you. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening to today's episode and you are fired up and motivated to go out there and accomplish your goals just like Mary did. If you have loved listening to the episode, please don't forget to subscribe. You can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes and be sure to head on over to iTunes to leave a review so that other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. Stay safe, everyone, and I'll be back with a new episode soon.